What it do, what it do, what it do. How are y'all doing today? I am doing swell. So y'all, surprise, it's me on a Wednesday bringing you a what's your story, share your story segment. I know we used to do these on Sundays, but this is a very special episode with my guy Kevin. But before we get into that, I want to get some BTS spotlights that I have for you guys. So Sunday, I'll be having Kasaya D. Maria. Mariah? I think I'm pronouncing her name wrong. Probably is. I'll be having her on to basically help her release her new book that she has written. And she's going to be using this platform to give it all out, you know? So I hope to see you guys Sunday. But until then, we are here nor there. So, y'all, I just want to give an introduction to my friend, Mr. Kevin. How you pronounce your last name, Kevin? I don't want to pronounce it wrong. Kevin. Kenerson. Kenerson. Okay. So, go ahead. The floor is yours. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm always privileged to be able to be invited to speak on anybody's podcast, whether it be a Zoom call podcast, whether somebody invites you out to church. My pastor told me one time, when anybody invites you to speak anywhere, that's a privilege, right? Because Mm -hmm. that means somebody trusting what you have to say has some value so i appreciate you nelson y'all are my folks thank y'all so much for having me on and uh, i'm excited about the conversation um i love your the, the foundation of balance that shit because it's like uh mental health awareness along with all of these other aspects of life and how we can use all those together balance them out so we can all have successful healthy prosperous lives so i love it i love it i'm with thank it right you. so yeah. i'm excited we are here y'all I'll tell y'all more about it later, but you know, side comment. Somebody came after me in the name. I'm gonna do a poll. If I should keep the name, and you know I am. And so the only answer is gonna be on there is yes. So you have no other choice because no is not gonna be an answer. So you could either hate it or love it. Period. But I'm a girl, voice my opinion, and if you don't like it, you can kick rocks, period. But let's get back to you, Kevin. So I just had to get that out there. So, let's get into it. So, tell me about you before we get into this. I want to know a little bit more about you because this is our, we've been on Facebook, you know, here once in a while, you know, every once in a while, getting there, but this is my first time actually talking to you. So, like, what's up? What what you about? So, short story long. So, born and raised here in Lake Charles, Louisiana, uh, down here in the boot. You know, I know y'all are stayed over, but... Born and raised out here, uh, grew up uh, between Lake Charles and also Dallas. My parents lived whenever I was seven years old, grew up in Dallas and all around those areas. I've been to 23 schools in my lifetime uh, between Mm. grades, kindergarten and senior year, moved around a lot, saw a lot of strange things growing up that kids probably shouldn't be exposed to, but it's all good. Ended up, ended up graduating, uh, ended up graduating uh, from Lamar High School in Arlington, Texas came here to go to McNeese. Six months into college, I realized that that wasn't the lifestyle for me. Uh, So I left college and started to pursue entrepreneurship. Fast forward 10 years, things have worked out very, very well. And uh, and I'm back here in Lake Charles. I'm loving being back home. I'll probably one day end up going back to Texas because they say everything's bigger and better in Texas. Uh, I'm not sure if that's, I'm not sure if that's true, (laughs) but I know know when I was out there, Texas, it, it, it has a great feel to it. It's a lot of great cities, Houston, 
Dallas, Austin. I mean, there's just San Antonio, Galveston. There's a lot of solid spots in Texas, so I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go back there. Um, but but that's that's kind of the that's kind of the snapshot of it. And uh, all of my family's from here. Um, I come from an athletic family. We play sports all of our lives. All the men in my family worked in the plants. All the women in my family are counselors, psychologists, or nurses. So college is super big in my family. So when I told them I was leaving. It broke day, so my grandmother was certain I was gonna be homeless. So she was <laughs> more for sure. <laughs> it was like, baby, you leaving school? Like, come on, I'm gone. Oh, my baby about to be on the bridge. So oh my gosh. Back, ten years ago, Bree, entrepreneurship wasn't as trendy as it is now, right? It was. So back then, uh, ten years ago, they were like, you're not going to what? And uh, it broke their heart, but they've uh, they've recovered pretty well. So that's uh, that's a quick synopsis of me. I enjoy it. Hold on, I'm trying to find the notes. <laughs> Y'all so organized right now. It's been a long but yet short day. And the notes I sent you for some reason. Can you send it back to me? What I sent you? I just go to our messages. Never mind. Oh, I was, I was literally, that's exactly what I just did. Just went, copy, paste, pop. It was coming right there. There it is. Thank you. Yep. All right, y'all. Y'all know your girl keeps notes, because if not, I'll be all over the place. Same here. All right, let's get this thing. Why you Why you do that, Brie? Your viewers probably know this, but I don't. You're from um, Memphis? Mm-mm. I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. My bad. Okay. So I'm, like, not far from you. From no, you're right around. Literally. Yeah, yeah African-American lingo, uh, right around the corner is anywhere within 10 hours. Like, oh yeah, y'all close. Yep, yeah, we right around the corner. Right, right, right. We're practically cousins at this point. <laughs> at this point. All right. All right. So, since it's a mental health-based platform, my first question to you would be, what are your thoughts about mental health awareness and it's mental, mental health awareness month as well? So y'all go check up on your friends. Yeah, so, so it's an important topic, right? Because um, here in Louisiana, we just had a young lady, um, unfortunately, who, who, who passed away, um, self-induced, but passed away. And the, the number one comment that everybody was saying about this is, we didn't know, we didn't see that coming. We, we don't know what happened, like it was so sudden. And you know, my heart goes out to that particular family, but unfortunately that's becoming more and more normal nowadays, right? Just this, 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 thought of I cannot handle or I cannot deal. Um, people are dealing with more stress, more anxiety. Um, our community specifically is being um, being prescribed more anxiety and antidepressants than any other group uh, in the entire world. So obviously there's a lot of issues going on there. So mental health, anytime you can raise awareness to it is good. You know, and you know, and we're generally in the Bible Belt, we're very strong faith-based people. Right. But one of the everybody to know is that there is no conflict in loving and following Jesus, but also seeking out a therapist, right? There's more, there's more solutions than pray on it. You absolutely need to pray on it, but then you also need to go talk about some stuff too, because being able to hold down a lot of trauma and being able to, to not deal with that stuff, eventually it has to seep out. You cannot keep shoving something into a confined space and expect it not to explode. So what happens is when you start, when you don't talk about issues, you pretend things don't exist, which that was me, by the way, I'm a serial optimist. And for me, my strategy to go through tough times is like, don't talk about it, expect everything to work out, make no changes, and it'll all be fine. Yeah, that doesn't work, right? <laughs> so so I, 
and there was a lot of pain to other lack of uh, being transparent about a lot of things, which we'll get into a little later, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. uh, it's a very important topic. And anytime, you know, mental health is not just when we think mental health issues, we normally go to the extreme ones, your PTSDs, mm-hmm. right? Your of identity disorder. We go to the, the crazy person. And, you know, that's not a fair term, right? Just mentally. Dis- so we go to the extremes. But being constant, constantly anxious, being constantly depressed, always feeling like you got to fulfill or step up to people's shoes, like always thinking you got to handle all the issues. These are other variances of it, too. Right. So I'm a fan of anything that helps people process and go through those things. So because it's important. Yes. So you don't if you don't know uh, the reason why I started the mental health awareness or um, a platform for it. Um, uh, <laughs> tell They, feel, they feel strongly about mental health as well. That's why you hear them in the background. They're like, preach, mama. Yeah, preach. Preach. So if y'all hear any barking, just know they are cheering me on right now, okay? But if you don't know, I, I don't want to say suffer. I was blessed with ADHD and also been diagnosed with uh, bipolar depression and uh, depression so that's the same thing and well not really but depression in it but uh, and so from this standpoint where growing up I had to realize that because that it, it wasn't who I was but it made me better you know what I'm saying and in the community being label as one of those it's like kind of like being labeled you know and seeking out help I promise you like growing up it was always pray on it pray on it oh breathe pray it away but then I was like no like I need to get help if not it ain't gonna work out yeah I I, I always I always think it like somebody's obese, which I was actually. I was I'm five foot eight and a half, arguably five foot. With the platform five, shoes. Platform <laughs> shoes, I might hit five ten because I, you know, I don't rock them platforms because they look ridiculous. But with them, I would have an extra. By the way, shout out, you know, no offense to anybody with platform shoes. Shout out to y'all, right? But so so so, let's say I'm severely overweight and I'm having health conditions and health issues. Because I'm overweight, I can say, Lord, uh, 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 by your stripes, I am healed. Absolutely, I can say that. But if I never change my diet, never hit the track, never hit the gym, don't start getting sleep and don't start drinking more water, guess what? Those issues are not going away. So the fact that we, we, we have faith as our answer to all issues, this is one of the things I struggled with Christianity before I gave my life to Christ two years ago, I always struggled with it because I was like, Christians can't think. Mm. Christians can't use brains. It's like, I don't want to go into a faith where you cannot use your head. And come to find out, there was nothing about Christianity that said you cannot think. Jesus' disciples were incredible. Jesus was recruiting accountants, doctors, fishermen, business. 
tax collectors, Jesus was out here collecting some people who knew how to think, right? So he was running with some guys. Paul, are you serious? Like, this dude was brilliant. Solomon, are you kidding me? And these small men of God, right? So when I started to understand that I didn't have to turn off my brain in order to progress in my faith, I was like, oh, okay. And then on the case of mental health, it's like, yeah, there are some there things have chemical imbalances, things you can't, you're not praying away a chemical imbalance. Sometimes things happen. There are people with seven toes. Lord, I don't know why she has seven toes. Not you, for anybody. No, I'm saying. Hey, you never know. Sometimes things are just things just happen, right? So there are doctors. We do have medical professionals. We do have counselors and psychologists. We do have people who can help navigate, you know, through these different waters. So yeah, 100% understand that. Funny you say that because going into my next question, uh, what are some ways you go by addressing early stage of mental health and, uh, and emotional and stress and how can we shine that light on the stigma of mental health on our black men? So I want to preface this by saying I am in no way a mental health professional. I am not a doctor. To the extent of my medical expertise, I took a semester of biology, kind of, <laughs> and I know diagnose what a cell looks like. Other than that, I am not a mental health professional, so I'm not going to pretend I have these answers. But some observations and talking to a lot of men has been this. Um, asking people questions prior to you just giving information really helps. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's stressed out, oh, don't worry. It's just, man, go to sleep. It's all good. Don't worry about it. You know, things will pass. We need to be very careful, whether it's black men, black women, white men, white women. We need to be very careful at how we just start giving diagnosis and solutions to problems when we really don't understand the gravity of them. Right. So if somebody because things start to look much different for everybody. Right. So right. my dad, uh, I grew up with a with a provider father. Thank God. I know they're, they're you know, they're, they're few and fewer, it seems like. But I grew up with a dad who was present in my life. I also saw my dad work extremely hard and come home tired all the time. Well, my dad was struggling with some things mentally. And and most of the time he was told that he couldn't talk about it. Right. Don't work and don't talk about this. Men just. Men just deal with it. That's part of being a man. That's got to be the dumbest advice I've ever heard. On, <laughs> and that advice is ridiculous, right? Um, because when we start doing stuff like that, men are supposed to suffer. Uh, no, no, I don't know where that comes from. Now, men had different roles and have different roles. I'm fine with that. But the fact that a man's existence should be constantly being told to be quiet and hush and deal with things in silence, that doesn't make any sense. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Now, I'm also not saying that you should just be telling your problems to everybody who will listen, because that doesn't help you either. But talking about certain things and just having a place where you can have conversation, that helps. Seeing it early, I'm not really sure what the identifying factors are, but I do know if you think somebody's struggling, how about you ask them how they're doing? Right. Sometimes people just need just permission to let you know what's going on in their lives. Right. Right. And. And that's kind of how we play our role. I can't force somebody to tell me the problems. I can't force you to, because who am I to solve it anyway? I don't really have a clue. But I do know that people are suck at asking questions. Most people are terrible at asking questions. That's why we keep missing each other with the way we communicate with one another. Because everybody's telling, nobody's asking. Yeah, when you don't ask, 
how are you supposed to get information? I don't understand this, right? That's weird. And we know that to be true because when we're dating, all we do is ask each other questions. All we do what is ask. Your favorite movie? What time are you going to bed? What time? Hey, what you doing this weekend? What kind of job? You what are we? That's the biggest question. What are we? That's the ladies. Fellas, fellas, do not ask what are we. That's for the ladies. The ladies ask what are we. We don't ask what are we. <laughs> That's free. Let free and them ask what are we, right? Y'all, y'all get it. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, but if you out there and you are the dude and you ask what are we, that is okay too. <laughs> yes, that means somebody's serious about a relationship. Somebody there wants to be Hey, ask and you shall receive. I got no disagreements. I got none. I got none. So, let's get into some. I'm finna be really be having you think here. I know you finna spit some fire. So, let's talk about switching gears right quick, y'all. Your thoughts about financial literacy in the black community before, but before you answer that question, do you wanna share our viewers? What do you do for a living? Oh, sure, sure, sure. So I'm a financial advisor. So I'm a fully licensed advisor to deal with insurance, wills and trusts, investments, annuities, 401ks, all types of retirement accounts. I teach people about debt, uh, debt paying off strategies. I teach people about emergency funds, college funds for their babies, all of these different aspects when it comes to finance I teach on. Um, because number one, which ties right into the question, we, um, we as a people in America, there's 300 million Americans, 80% of them live paycheck to paycheck. That's that's across race, gender, and religion. It's across all boards. Most people stuck with money. African-American community suck a lot more, generally speaking. But here's what's interesting. We all make relatively the same amount of money. Average Caucasian male makes about 49,000 a year median income. Black male makes about 44. We not that different in what not we make. So, but the communities are drastically different when it comes to the literacy. I was reading something that Harvard Business School put out a little while ago, and they were talking about the way our dollar circulates, which means how fast does our money leave our pocket and go into the marketplace. Oh my God. And <laughs> Jewish, in, in Jewish, Oriental community, other communities, their dollar circulates like once every 10 days. They keep their money almost until their next paycheck, right? Our dollar circulates every six hours. Three hours for me. Great, listen, and you deal with people at T-Mobile, so you know when they coming in there, they, you know people, as soon as, I'm gonna come back on my payday. When they get paid, that money, is gone. gone. It's gone, right? cause I be the same way, y'all be like, I got you on my next paycheck. <laughs> The dollar, the dollar circulates so fast. So when dollars circulate that fast, you can do nothing with it. But that's why it circulates so fast, because we don't know what to do with it. So you get this resource called money that allows us to go do stuff. You don't know what to do with the money, so you're like, I'm gonna go do some stuff. Right? I'm gonna go buy and some. I'm gonna buy them new shoes. Give it away. Yeah. You give it away, right? So, so a lot of that, a lot of that does have to do with the lack of education. Fair enough. A lot of that is bad teaching that's kind of been passed down. Fair enough, too, right? But the other part of that also is laziness. I'm going to talk a lot about things that happen to the community, but at the same time, the community has resources. We are talking in two different states on a device. Like, we got resources and technology free, and when we want to find out if we, when we want to find out who's dating who or celebrity drama, guess what? We become physicists. We do better research than anybody. 
and then argue about it. Cause you so, know, so. You, on the resources part, y'all, he coming. I'm coming with the jokes because after you said that, I'm like, think about when a group of girls would be like, "Girl, I need you to look up this person." We turn to CSI. Do you hear me? FBI, CIA. Oh yeah. Oh y'all gonna get the information. You gonna find the information. Going back and forth, crossing information. Like, did you see this? Did you see that? Like, wow. So we know how to go search, and we are interested in something. But why don't we do that with money and finance? We're lazy. Mm-hmm. Short and information. But a lot of why people are stuck is due to laziness, not because they don't know. We live in the age of information. So how is it in the age of information we still have less information than ever? Oh. So yeah, that's that's not oppression. That's laziness. That's laziness, mm. right? So, 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 but anyway, going back to it though. So on our side a little bit, here's some things. So I have clients in Colorado, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida, white, black, Asian. I have clients across all socioeconomic statuses. I'm, I'm all over the place with who I deal with. So the interesting thing is this. Several things people don't understand. People have no idea how to work around credit. They have no idea how to accumulate assets. They have no idea how to pay off their debt effectively. We don't understand interest rates. We barely get life insurance and we definitely don't understand investments. So if you don't understand all these different things in your defense, if your parents or grandparents didn't have it, you don't have it either, right? So there, there is a large gap in information that we don't have that other communities have had access to. Like I've said, it, it has been a disparity. But unfortunately, technology in different times kind of eliminate the disparity. We just got to stop being lazy. But my job, whenever I sit down with clients in our community specifically, is half of talking to our community is like unlearning bad information. Right. Uh, other communities, generally speaking, kind of start from scratch. They still need to know, but they kind of start at neutral up. Our community, you got to beat up the old information and fight a little bit, and then you can put in place the new information. Right. right? That's the biggest thing is that is that we're we tend to be very dogmatic in the things that we believe. And fair enough, there are reasons for dogmatism. Like there, there's a reason. If if Mama said come in for the street lights, come on, and we all was told that, there's a reason there's we were probably told that. Because we're stuck right, in right. our ways. We are as a community very much are stuck in our ways. And if yeah. it's new, it's scary. Yes. If it's if it ain't what grandma, granddaddy, ain't sister May, if it ain't about nothing that, that they taught you, then it's useful. Yeah, and think about it. Think about, so think about a few things. You're 100% right. Think about if I ain't got cash for it, I ain't going to pay for it. So that's good in theory until you try to do things like get you a rental property or real estate, get you a mortgage, uh, get a car loan, get anything that requires you to have an established credit line. That's what that, like, you cannot pay for cash for everything. You can own stuff and be debt-free, sure, but you'll never have lines of credit. Credit is useful. Mm. Credit is talk that credit is bad or credit cards and all this stuff is bad. I don't know if there's a such thing. as It's how you manage things. So that's one thing my granddad taught me. If you can't afford it cash, don't pay for it. Yet, when he died, he had an 840 credit score. And you can't even get an 840. I was like, how's your credit score so up? I was like, bro. I said, fuck. So he died 800 credit score. 
So he had, turns out he had like $20,000 credit limits at the bank. I'm like, I'm like, you got money. Like, what you talking about? Don't go, got it, right? Things like that. Things like when it comes to life insurance. Uh, Taj, credit, bro. Like, credit, credit. Like, this dude has some credit, right? So, so, but then things like life insurance. Uh, when it comes, when it comes life insurance hey make sure you get you a burial policy mm-hmm. it's like what it's like wait so we use life insurance to put us in the ground other communities using life insurance to leave hundreds of thousands of dollars i said there's something they understand that we don't understand right dollars we go burial other communities get hundreds two three four five hundred thousand but you know that's one of the main ways wealth is passed down is through life insurance i've we heard it, it. I heard, I heard a thing or two about it. <laughs> they passing down large sums Large, of money. y'all. Do you hear me? Large. What difference this makes in three generations? So, granddaddy. My granddaddy has a burial policy. Your granddaddy has a $400,000 policy. My granddaddy died. We put him in the ground. And we have enough money to pay for the food. Their granddaddy died. They put him in the ground. Mom and daddy start off life with $375,000. What's that? property, businesses, debt freedom, large amounts of money just to have, mm-hmm. colleges, no debt. Now, mom and daddy saw what life insurance is, so what do they do? They go get three, four hundred thousand a piece. So they go get a couple hundred thousand. My daddy, he get a burial policy. So my daddy died, we put him in the ground. They died, both their parents got three hundred thousand a piece, that's six hundred thousand. So they got granddaddy's three hundred, plus their six hundred. That's nine hundred thousand going to me. Or plate lunch. You know what I mean? Well, it's the oven ones. How you cook hamburgers in the oven. But when you trying to when you trying to when you trying to feed everybody, that's what you know you got real bread, you got sliced bread. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be soggy in the bread so you can't even hold it right. I mean I didn't been there too. The funeral the family you ain't like we got we gotta do better (laughs) y'all. Because if you really think about it, 
you have all this information now. Literally, think about it. You got all this information out there. But yet, on the other hand, you think about all the information that you receive. Right. And that information can be, because I'm guilty of it, crazy stuff on Facebook, social media. We just going to say social media all together because information there, you can't really use it. You can't? What? On social media. Social media, the information that half the time that be out there. Pointless. 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 But yet you have where you have Google that could be your best friend and you can gather so much information, so much wisdom. You can, if you don't like reading books, listen to a book. Cause I'm, I'm a big podcaster. Like I listen, not only do I do a podcast, like I listen to podcasts, but I started to listen to more inspiration and more uh, motivational because the stuff that you put into your life really does play effect and does play a part of how you are perceived. Yeah, and, and remember the old expression, if you hide something from a man, put it inside of a book. What not able to read these last 70 years? Not the last 70. Before then, sure. Last 70 years? No, it just we just don't like to read. Because it podcasts and audiobooks have made things super convenient. But I'm a reader. I'm a I love I love books. That's actually my thing. I love to read. So so the amount of information and things that I can learn reading books. One of my favorite authors, uh, or uh, uh, Robert Orwell. Robert Orwell says if you read a book, it's like living another life. Mm. So you read books, you get to live all these different lives. So I read probably four or five books a month over a year. What's that? Anywhere from 40 to 60 books. That's 40 to 60 lifetimes. You know the amount of wisdom you start to gain by looking. Because people have lived 50 years, wrote things down, and put them in a book. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, bet. That's useful. And then you can go and do that. So so that the reason we don't read is that is laziness. Do that you is think- laziness. Do you think the reason why people neglect reading is because they might be scared of what they could find out? So I think that's I think that's a pillar. I don't I don't I don't doubt that because people say they want to educate themselves, but it's like once you know better, you have to do better. Like once you know better, you need to you need to do better. Uh, DC, that's exactly right. It says reading books allows you to to live outside of your environment. You're 100 percent right. Mm-hmm. get a book uh by 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 bill gates and i can read bill gates's book he has a totally different perspective i can read his book and get his version of things and i can start changing my mentality change your mentality your situation changes right two things have the same kids but they grow up different right right that one 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 parent one parent abuses the kid that kid grows up and says you know what i'm gonna take out my pain on my child the parent abuses the other kid the other kid says you know what I felt that pain. I understood it. I'm not going to do that because I don't want them to feel that way. Same experience, different perspective, right? Same thing. So, so anyway, but going back to it though, so sure, they could be afraid of what they're going to learn. And then the other thing is that our education system is so faulty in the way it encourages thoughts. You ever heard of Spark Notes? You know what Spark Notes are? I, I love Spark Notes back in the day. Cliff Notes and Spark Notes. 
But so you become an adult and you get out here and people are saying, hey, you need to read books. Number one, we really don't understand the practice of reading books. It's like, where do I go? Where do I start? There's so many choices. The answer is anywhere is a good place to start because it at least gets you started anywhere. Read anything. You like sports? Go read sports books. Right. You like action film? You like business? Go Just go pick a book, pick it up, read it, see where it takes you. I don't know because it's better than not. So I don't know where it's going to take you, but go read, right? So, but but they're afraid of what they're going to learn. School hasn't taught us to be independent thinkers. That's also why we suck at research because Ooh, you can't read. Because you'll research something, read it, and assume it's true. It's like you ain't cross-referenced nothing. Like you ain't read the opposite. You ain't did. Now you ain't did nothing. You read one article and you're a professional. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's insanity. I'm a surgeon that's- already. I watch one show. Look, y'all. And what? And what the hell came out? The amount of fake vegans that started a day after that that documentary. Good documentary, by the way. People watched that immediately. Was like, I hate everything that has nothing to do with being a vegan. I hate it. I'm going a hundred. It's like you don't you're not looking at like anything else like i love the documentary i watched it too it was a great documentary but it's like you're not gonna go look you're not gonna do no research for yourself you're just gonna like, take just gonna work attend it. yeah that's just like like okay. i tell you when i watch doctor shows or when i watch i'm currently watching some called the ricky it's a cop show after mm-hmm. watching i'm like come on nurse <laughs> where's my special Like she's a doctor, like <laughs> already. Like she, like, forget the medical degree. She's ready. <laughs> she ready. Like, she ready. Saying <laughs> I get why we do it, but listen, we we can't keep being lazy with the way we live and run our lives. You're right. That, that is not acceptable anymore. So anyway, great question. I think it's all kind of places, right? But that was yeah, great question. Thank you. You know, you're all trying. So um, thing on her podcast. Well, you know. I'm trying. And the viewers are very consistent right now. So yeah, y'all tap it up, type it, type, type, type it up in the chat, you guys. Don't give her. Yeah. It's the coffee. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> it's the coffee, you guys. No, bring it up. Type it up in the chat, you know. How y'all feeling? How y'all live? Y'all agreeing? We want to know. I be seeing, I'm seeing some comments and stuff, so I'm really appreciating the feedback and the love. So yeah, just keep that going. We want to keep the algorithm going. You know what I'm saying? So, next question. What is your definition of an entrepreneur? Alright, so the actual book definition, okay, because I go by the book definition. So, we're going to read it real quick because we're living in a time where words don't mean things. And words... <laughs> is a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses taking on greater than normal financial risk in order to do so. That is the definition of an entrepreneur. Alright. I pause you though. That was real cute. That was real cute. But what is your, what is Kevin's definition I, of an entrepreneur? I am heavy agreement with Oxford definition. <laughs> He's- I am in, I am in heavy agreement because in so because of the way in which we've lived, technology, entrepreneurship has shifted lightly back in the day. Mm. Half the thing have to be brick and mortar buildings. It has to be going, you know, we have, we can start podcasts. We can start businesses nowadays for actually very little money, right? So entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. 
step on faith and say, look, I am going to go out and I am going to produce for myself. Okay. I'm going to run a business with the sole purpose of never having to work for somebody else again. Right. Amen. But entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, these are, these terms really get mixed up a lot, which is fine. Point is this, you don't want something given to you. You want to go out there and make it happen for yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is why even 10 years ago, when I was in college and I decided to leave school, even 10 years ago, my family, that wasn't very popular, especially in our community, like not going the traditional route. What do I mean by that? School, college, job, benefits, retirement, like Wife not the going that family with the dog. A hundred percent. And they say two and a half kids. I'm trying to figure out what it have to you know, I'm like, that's I, the dog. I, that's the dog. <laughs> Give y'all them deals we gave your parents. 
gonna give you something, but we ain't about to just be out here giving you no all this. Nah. We ain't got time for all that. We got we, like we 2,500 not, people. Just sauce y'all up. We gonna give y'all some cornbread dresses, but you ain't getting the whole meal. Period. And then that second generation comes, they work, and then the third generation. This is about us, our parents. That generation coming along, they like, listen, y'all ain't getting nothing. Shut up, work the job, and shut up. And you better not say nothing. Better Shut up. <laughs> and that's what that last generation got. And then here comes around our parents and our generation, and now the pendulum is swinging back. We're like, listen, these jobs just ain't it. Right. These jobs ain't it. That, my dad, he worked every day. Hardest working man I know. He coming home tired. He exhausted. Dad, you want to play? No. Okay. Hey, Dad, can I eat some food? Who are you? Okay. Your son. Oh, shut up. Go in there and make something. My dad exhausted. Making it hard for them. Literally giving his life to a job. And I saw that. I'm like, ain't no way I'm going to attempt to do what they ask. I'm going to go to college. Mm-hmm. And I was good at school. I got straight A's all my life. I got scholarships to college. I'm straight to school. I'm, I'm, school ain't hard to me. I'm in there. Really? I'm like, no, I, they know that I know that they know that I know I'm going to drop out. I know they know that. I know they know that, right? So, so what happens is... I actually was going for biology pre-med. I switched my major degree to go into business economics. I'm in business class at Magnese, and I'm like, all right, bet. I'm not going to be a doctor, but I'm going to own something. Yeah. Professors, professor, right? He up there teaching, doing his thing. And something in me was like, Kev, you need to ask him this question. Yes, Ms. Kennison. Have you ever owned a business before? Have I? Oh, no, I've never owned a business. I said, why not? He was like, too risky. I said, too risky? I said, you teach in business class. <laughs> you, 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 too risky? I said, so why are we listening to you? He goes, Bree, I kid you not. Oh his answer. God. His answer? Well, I don't have to run a business to understand business. I said, hey, that's called cap. That's not true. That's not true. That is not, that is not true. All my parents that they left out. I said, I ain't never coming back. They said, are you sure? What you gonna do? I said, I'm gonna build a financial firm. They said, what? With no degree? I said, with no degree. I got an insurance license and I'm about to get busy. They said, what? I said, oh yeah, I'm about to get busy. My family was like, my son's gonna be homeless. <laughs> He's gonna, gonna be in college and he gonna be begging. He gonna be, he gonna be begging us for money. He's gonna be homeless. But take that step on faith. Cause three, at some point, Listen, here's the thing. The company's job is to make profit, right or wrong. Right. Their job is to My job as an employee is to try to work my way up through the company and make more money. Well, let me make sure I got this equation right, because I'm not super smart, but maybe I figured out some things. If their job is to make more money and my job is to make more money, we can't both do that at the same time because I'm an expense to the corporation. So as I make more money, they make less. Their job is to make more, not to make less. So our goals are in conflict. How do you solve the conflict? Who cuts the checks? 
not me. Mm. So I said, yeah, that system's not going to work for me. That doesn't work. Because what is this idea of working your way up in a company? You start off at the base level, then you get promoted to the assistant manager, then maybe the store manager, maybe the district manager, then the GM. And then from there, where do you go from being a GM? And first of all, the higher you go, less positions there are. So wait a minute. Mm. What, how does that work out in my favor? Down here, it's easy to beat everybody because most people down here are down here for a reason. No disrespect, but they're down there for a reason. The district managers, I, GMs, okay. But then when you get to the area managers or the executives, you think these people, first of all, got there because they look good? These people got those positions. And then you think I'm going to come in and take them? And even if I do, and I make it all the way up the corporate ladder, so to speak, then you got the CEO position. I'm never going to own the company because the CEO, he's not even the owner oftentimes. He's just running it. He has the highest position. He dies. One of the board gets promoted or they give it to the SOB, the son of the boss. And now he's the CEO. Yep. I'm the, the owner. So we are taught that that's a good idea. Wondering why most of us live check to check, struggling, frustrated, anxious when it comes to money. We'd be confused at that. How are we confused? Look at the way it's built. It's not supposed to, it, it works like this. It's not supposed to, that's not built for me. Work like this. It, that, that is insane. That insane. is the system babies to go into. Our kids, hey, go get a degree and go work for somebody. That makes no sense. So why is the pendulum swinging all the way to the other side of entrepreneurship? Because the generation we are in is like, wait a minute, that didn't work. That didn't work for my grandparents. It didn't work for my parents. The chances of it working for me are slim to none. So I'm going to go ahead and take the calculated risk to go do something else. Yep. Because if I fell out of here, I can always start over. See, I can always go back to college, but I cannot always start over at 20. You're right. Y'all hear, so, did y'all hear that? Wait a minute. Take a time. Did y'all just hear that? Did y'all just hear that? I'm just... Go let it, just let it simmer a little bit. Let it marinate. <laughs> just let it marinate. Yeah. <laughs> let that cook. Let that cook down a little bit. Y'all understand, like, huh? This, cause I guess, I guess you can see me as being an entrepreneur. You know, with this podcast business going on, and it's it's just really dawning on me, like, you're doing something out of the norm. But yet you're staying true to yourself, but yet taking a step back from all the generational shadows that like linger over you. Saying, okay, I'ma do this a little differently. Yeah. I'ma take I'ma 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 push my foot on the gas pedal just a little bit harder. I might go to 60. I'm speeding 45, but I'ma keep going. Well, think about this, Bree. If I do what I do and I fail, all it costs me is my pride. Mm. If I do what they do and it fails, it costs me my life. Mm. That's not a very hard situation to figure out for me. Right? Yeah. Hey, I failed. I tried my business. I sucked. I failed. Oh, yeah. Oops. 
On to the next. Right, right. On to the next. But if I'm 72, sitting back in my nursing home, thinking about what I wish I would have done, ain't no way, Bree. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. So, anyway, another good question. (laughs) Yo. This is going so good, y'all. I'm so excited because we still got a little more to talk about. So, y'all, this is going to be a little bit longer than than usual. So, just, y'all, if y'all feel like the energy in the room, well, the energy on Facebook Live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all understand. I hope y'all feeling it like I'm feeling it. All right, so... Where does all this wisdom come from? Like, I try to seek out wisdom, but then I realize wisdom comes from within, and but it also comes from life lessons that help you build on your wisdom. So where does your wisdom come from? So think of wisdom less like a tree, more like roots, right? So a tree is solid, but there are so many roots underneath the surface, right? Well, wisdom comes from a lot of different places. So, you know, my grandmother, save money for a rainy day. What's the principle in that? You need to put something to the side because one day you'll need it. There's nothing wrong with that principle. There's nothing wrong. That That's wisdom. That's wisdom, right? Uh, you know, time heals all wounds. That mm-hmm. stupid expression that nobody likes to hear, that cliche. But here's the thing. It's true. As long as you do the work, a physical wound, it'll heal. Mental wounds, you got to do some work to it. But point is, with time, you cannot come from a bad breakup and recover tomorrow. That takes some time to get over, right? So there's wisdom coming from life experiences. What did you do that didn't work out that you now understand that didn't work out, right? This is so interesting to me. We're willing to do that in all areas except for relationships, right? Mm-hmm. A relationship, you'd be like, I was with the wrong person. It's like, wait a minute. They was the problem. It didn't work out. You had nothing. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That right. Okay. Sure. So yeah. anyway, I'm cracking up because that's me. Like, that's me. Defense. <laughs> it's most. It's most. Right. It was their fault. Really? Okay. You were. It was. It was. <laughs> and by the way, let me help all the people in relationships. If the, it didn't work out and you got hurt and they were stupid, guess what? You kicked them. So there's something in you that picked that stupidity. You need to work on that. Something right? attracted you to it. It's okay, ladies. We know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Right. Just to help all those folks in, in, in Facebook land that's like, yeah, my ex is stupid. Well, you picked the stupid ex, so that says something. Right? So, but anyway. Um, so, so, but then there's that, right? So there's your own life experiences. Then there's hanging around people who are further ahead than you, asking them about their life experiences. You read books. Think about it. Oh, well, you read a book, you live a life. You know how much homes in 35, 40, 50 years that are all compressed into a 200-page document. There's a lot of stuff in there. Like, read that stuff. So, wisdom, and then, sometimes wisdom is God-given. It, you, that, that, there's, there are people who are naturally wise at things. It's, uh, it's understandable. And then, uh, some wisdom comes with time and age. Now, there are a lot of grown kids that I would not listen to, but, but, it's still, there's a lot of wisdom that comes in that, right? You talk to an 80-year-old in a nursing home, Ask them what they would have changed. They say, I would have laughed more. I would have experienced more. I would have loved more. It's like, wow. After 80 years of a life, that's what you walked away with? Not more money? More memories? Wow. Like, okay. At the end of your life, that's what you value. The 
person in the nursing home or the person that's about to die, their last few moments, they want their family surrounding them, not all their checkbooks. It's like, whoa, we spent all our life chasing money when we should have been chasing choices, right? So so there, there's that. Now, now, granted, money gives you choices, but the, you, in order to get a bunch of money without having to sacrifice your life, you probably need to be a business owner, an entrepreneur somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Because job can't get that for you so if you're if you really want choices in life you need to work for yourself somehow mm-hmm. so i naturally wanting that it should lead you down an entrepreneur bank right but anyway so wisdom comes from all of these different places right wisdom comes from you also to think like think i tell people this all the time i'm like if you if you are facing an issue like just slow down and just think journal just write your thoughts let your brain work now sometimes you do need information to help you make better decisions i'm not opposed to that my job revolves around educating people so i'm I'm okay with information but it's like just think we are we literally turn off our brains most of the time when you go to when i was working at subway i'm in there 10 hours a day and I don't have to think about nothing for 10 hours a day. <laughs> All I'm doing is making, making sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> know how to make. Just, oh, you want a cold cut combo? Okay. All right. Lettuce, tomatoes. You want it toasted? I know all the buttons on the freaking oven. It's doop, 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 beep. I, I know how to make my cookies. I know how to bake my bread. I know how to sweep up the, and I can run the cash register with a block. So I am on autopilot for half of my day. Mm. And we do that for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, wondering why we stay stuck. You ain't thinking. Yeah. You don't have to use your brain ever. Boy, and then what happens? You. you work, you work, then you sleep, then you watch TV. Most of a person's day is routine. Yep. No thought required. No thought. Just show up, show up, lay down, show up. Dude. No thought required. Right? Oh. This is this is why creativity and fire in relationships and marriage and stuff dies over time, which is unfortunate because marriage is an incredible institution. But it's unfortunate because why? Well, in the beginning, it's all spicy. Why is it spicy? Because everything about you wants to make it spicy. You're trying to see that. Ah! <laughs> you're, trying to, you're trying to figure out how to get this thing spicy. Trying to so spice it up a little bit. Look, Chipotle. <laughs> Free is, how are you trying to trying to, ah! trying to LL Cool J up in thing, you know what I'm saying? My niece is so funny. My niece calls it adult fun. Uh, I don't know where she first heard that, but she was like, man, adult fun sounds fun. I'm like, it's for adults. She's like, oh, okay. I was like, I was like, where did you learn that? She was like, I can't tell you. I said unbelievable. But anyway, adult fun. And most relaxed, you trying to have some adult fun. So how do you do that? Everything is spicy. Yep. The conversation is spicy. The creativity is spicy. The you cook, you in there cooking. Now you ain't cooked in 20 years, but you in there trying to hook up some hot pot with some ranch. You like, babe, I got it. With your you little know, ruffles, with your little chips. Listen, your Kool Aid. Talking about, let me serve you. Serve me on what? a paper on a paper plate, baby. Get it, get it. To- All day. So, so the wisdom on like how to have a spicy marriage, like man, 
take care of him today. How see you start thinking mm-hmm. that that thought process it has a way of birthing with them mm. because you're thinking you're thinking right. One more relationship example. And I use relationship examples because everybody they're easy to identify with. But think about also in a relationship, somebody you're not supposed to be with. It's like yeah, but I'm a I'm gonna I'm pick on the ladies real quick, but I'm attracted to him though. Okay, he fine. He's six feet two. Got the bald head and got a beard. I get it. I get it. And he you know, dark skin. Like, you forgot he dark skinned at that. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. The dark skin brothers is in. I want to let that be known to the universe. Light skin brothers, y'all was out of y'all's mind. Hey, light chill skin out, brothers. Chill out, chill out, so, chill out. So Can't get on my game dark, like that. But the light skin girls, we love the light skin dudes. Got on everybody's nerves, right? So anyway, so the the dark skin dudes, we've been in, right? Anyway, what is this? <laughs> what? Right? Point is this. So so here's the thing. If you like him, fair enough. But if you sat back and was like, wait a minute though. He don't have a car. He's living with his mama. No disrespect to guys who don't have a car living with their mama, right? But here's the thing. You trying to be somebody's wife. Sit back and think. Mm-hmm. He got a car. He's living with his mama. He don't have a job. Mm. But he fine though. Mm. It's like, use your brain. What about this says husband? Use your brain. I know what the brain thinking when you when you ask that question, but I ain't gonna say it because I got younger viewers that sometimes tune in. <laughs> oh, good. Fair enough to them. Fair enough. <laughs> thinking with that does not get you a husband. It does it. <laughs> and if it gets you a husband, it doesn't sustain a marriage. It ah. doesn't. But if you typically typically want a common answer to that question, that's literally how women think sometimes. Oh, I know, Aubrey. I'm aware. I'm just not. I don't want. I don't want to seem like I'm coming at the ladies too too hard tonight. But oh, I understand. I get it. So, but at the same time. Fine, don't pay bills. Fine, don't. There's a lot of stuff. Fine, don't do. 
Hey, now, shout out to the brothers that's out there. You know, listen, guys, we suited and booted. We looking good. And we got wisdom. Shout out to y'all. Right? So, 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 shout out to the fellas. Anyway, but that's where wisdom comes from. It comes from so many different veins. Right? And, and understanding that helps you. So, even when I talk to people who don't share the same faith as me, I sit down and we have great conversations about our faiths. Right? We have great I love talking to people who share different faith, people who grew up in different communities, different, uh, even different financial strategies. I meet with guys who work for different firms and have different ideas than I do. And although we don't agree, we still get to cross pollinate. We still get to talk and you walk away. See, when you enter into the situation, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson taught me this. And if you don't know who he is, you need to YouTube him and watch anything and everything that he does because he's a brilliant, he's one of our greatest minds for sure. So Dr. Jordan B. Peterson says, enter into conversations and assume the person you're talking to knows it immediately puts you in a humble position. The humility is automatic because you don't know everything. So you want wisdom? Stop acting like you already know because you don't. So that'll, that's how I'll wrap up that question. Ooh, boy, you coming in with that. Fire! Oh, and the host came with some question questions. That's the host. The host came with some preparation unlike anything I've ever seen. <laughs> and believe it or not, you guys, I came up with these questions. The host. Two hours before the show. Bam! Not as plan. I have an outline that I go by and... You know, stuff I just, I watch what I do for my guests. I tune in to them. Hey, cuz. I tune in to them. Make sure I know everything I need to know. And basically, that's why I ask for those three topics. So I can pick and choose to pick your brain a little bit. So we don't have, like, three more questions. You know, because we're over our hour mark. But it's okay, though. Because it's a very special episode. Like, y'all, this is fire. Just in your lifestyle, thank you. There you go. So, where was I? Okay, three questions. All right. Okay. What does consistency look like to you? Okay, uh, so best definition I heard is um, following through on the decisions you made when emotions were involved long after emotions have left, mm. right? To be consistent, let's say this. January 1st. This is the most consistent day of the year. January 1st. I'm about to lose weight, stop smoking, save money, get sexy. I'm about to. January 1st is the day to start consistency. But consistency is less of a, okay, in 90 days, here's where I'm going to be. It's less of that, in my opinion, and more of tomorrow, I'm going to do the same thing. It's less of three months from now, what's it going to it's like, okay, so today I'm going to go do X, Y, Z, whether that's work out, not buy cigarettes, put a little money in my savings account, whatever the case is. And then when I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And the next day, I'm going to do it again. Consistency is really 24-hour periods of time at a time. Yeah. That's really what it is, right? No matter what it is, you have a bad relationship, okay, fair enough. Every single day... You do everything in your power to add to the relationship. Do not react to what the other person's doing or not doing. That has nothing to do with you. Your job is to do what you are supposed to do every single day. And here's what starts to happen over time. You start to change. And because you start to change, why? Because you're consistent. You've been doing it every single day. 
your mentality and perception starts to change. So these are, I've seen people go from terrible relationships to great relationships, not because the other person changed, but because they themselves started to change and they started to get better. Think about exercise. Uh, March of 2020, March of 2021, I'm sorry, I'm, a, I'm 253 pounds at five foot eight. March of 2022, I'm 152 pounds. Mm. Well, did I lose 100 pounds in a day? Of course not. Every day, I didn't eat, overeat. I got my sleep. I drank my water. I hit the gym. Did it suck? Yes. Every day it sucked. Every day until it didn't. And then, and then what? What starts off as a conscious decision now, you when you when you when you do things every single day, eventually it becomes part of your routine now. So the same way bad things can become routine, like wasting time and, and gaining weight and being mean and all these other things, it also works in reverse, right? right? That is, Bri, it's just every day I am going to do something in spite of the way I feel about it. Children make decisions like that. Adults, we don't get to do that. Right. Children do that. I don't feel like it, and they don't do it. Adults is like, you're an adult. <laughs> you're an adult. Well, I feel like you're taking shots because... I'm not. <laughs> I'm not in nobody's kitchen. I'm not in anybody's kitchen. I'm in nobody's kitchen. Free. It's just, this is what I need. I keep it real. Look, I feel the type of way you say that because blame it on the ADHD. Because I just be like, I don't feel like Free. <laughs> Here's the reality. I don't judge I don't feel like. But people who I don't feel like normally don't get what they want. True. But at the I same time, if I don't feel like it, Hell, I just don't feel like That's fair. That's fair. I would examine why, though. But why? Because either I don't have the energy for it. Yes. I'm not in the mood. Yep. Something else is on my mind. Or I'd rather be alone. And I don't feel like... Because when I go to those... I guess it hits another way for me because when I do have my episodes, it's... It's, it's a real feeling. So, like, when I really say I really don't feel like it, yeah. I really don't feel like it. It's not trying to be, uh, what's the word, defiant or anything like that. It's more so my mental intake right now cannot take it. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not going to push myself to do something I know I don't feel like doing because then you're going to get a half-assed job and I don't have time to be looked at crazy for a half-assed job. When I told you I don't feel like it, then don't bother me. That's a hundred percent fine. Like that is, that is, you do that. I just tell people this, understand that that is true. And you have the space and the freedom to do it without being judged for it. Fair enough. Right. When things don't, when you don't get the outcome you set out for though, because of that, you cannot be mad at the outcome nor blame anything for the outcome. But I don't. As, and Hey, with that, you can balance that shit out. Like, that's the, that's the, that, as long as somebody understands that, okay, I get why I'm not getting the results I want in whatever area. Because it's like, it's like you can't, I mean, it's like, coming from where you come from, I can't get upset or get, uh, it come when I knew during that time moment I didn't feel like doing something. I can't get upset at the outcome because I already knew beforehand that's something I didn't want to do. So, and if I 
literally the outcome is what it is, it's gonna have to be what it is. And, I, and if I learn from it, I learn from it. If I don't, I don't. I take that with a grain of salt and I keep it pushing. And that's all, that's all you can do. I, I'm just, I'm a fan of people looking at having both sides. You sound like you got a healthy perspective on both sides. I'm, I'm good with it because here's what happens: people don't feel like it, whether it's valid reasons and valid reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm, that you know, but then results don't happen. They get mad at the results. It's like, wait, whoa, would you? You cannot get mad at the results. Why did it feel like going to the gym? Okay. But there is to say, I can't expect the results from maximizing uh, potential if you're uh, if you're only putting some effort. And I mean, that's 100% true, right? People generally breathe, don't have your level of awareness. People generally do not accept responsibility for no results. They're like, what happened? I'm a good person. I wanted to do it. I just couldn't because of. And it's like, look, that may be true in your world. In the real world, you don't it get a pass. Like it doesn't. You, but at the same time, you have to, you also have to, that's where you have to go into your mental state and you have to realize that it's like being spoiled, a spoiled brat. You can't always get what you want. You can't. You yeah. can expect it, but you can't get upset yeah. when you don't get it. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. So, that's right. I feel you. Feel you, but I'm good myself. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm good with both. I'm good with both breed because because uh, once again, because there's a there's a level of that I'm not an expert in. I don't touch because right. I don't need to be right. That's not the goal. The goal is not to be right. The goal is to have dialogue. So if somebody knows themselves well enough to know what their limitations are, to know where they are, right. and they're okay going on, you hear no you hear no pushback from me. And that's and that's people need to be more like that though, like like maybe, they do. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if my perspective is right. My no, is I'm saying it's the respect out of it all. Sure. The respect of knowing that look, I know I'm not in that area, but I respect the fact that you know I see I see where oh. you're coming from. We are in our country. Business, politics, religion, and sports are things we all, most people, know nothing about, really, but always got opinions on. Right. I'll be like, y'all all can't be experts. Right. Y'all all can't. Ain't no way, right? So, so, and that, and that's what dialogue is supposed to be, and that's what being silenced in our country. You can disagree and still love one another and be like, okay, that's your perspective. Respect. I see it. Here's mine. You got it? Okay. Now, what do we do leaving here? It's like, okay, let's, but we don't need to be on the same page because we're different people with different life experiences, different, you're not going to be on those type of pages, right? And people decided to be on their page all the time. They probably, uh, they probably don't have a lot of friends. They probably, they probably aren't very successful in business. They probably, it's just that that mindset has consequences in real life. So anyway, but great question. Great question. I'll consider so I, this is a, a really good one. This has been this this one right here. Which driving focus you feel like is more important, discipline or motivation? Uh, so motivation is a spark. Discipline is the uh, is the most. So yeah, they're they're not they're not enemies, right? So if I feel motivated 
motivation gets me rolling, right? So I watch a video on YouTube, whatever it is, and I feel motivated. I watch Rocky, and then all of a sudden I'm in my house. I'm I'm trying to look like Michael B. I'm I'm in this thing doing push-ups. Like I'm motivated, right? Real I'm motivated. motivated. Okay, 100% real, super motivated. Real. Motivation with no discipline is an enormous waste of your time and energy. Mm. Because doing is you're constantly being fired up, but you don't understand that the fired upness doesn't get you to where you want to go. Motivation doesn't get you successful. Discipline gets you successful. Motivation just might be the get your ass up that you need to go do what you have to do, mm-hmm. right? Like that's good. It's good to be motivated. That's why think tools exist. Uh, uh, an event, a business conference, a YouTube video. Maybe you got a song that you like. Maybe you see something and it just motivates. Motivation, solid. It's an emotional trigger that says, hey, let's go. And you'd be like, yeah, let's go, let's go. But then with discipline, motivation was the key to your success because it got something motivated you and then you got disciplined. But there's a third thing in there. Motivation is important. Discipline is equally as important, but also to desire, right? makes discipline very simple so if my so i have a very high desire to not be in poverty that's what started me but now i have a very high desire to impact and serve people so every day that desire moves me because i'm now moving with the carrot motivation not the stick discipline is kind of like hey until you figure out what motivates you go i go to the gym every day whether i want to or not that's that discipline factor and that's what got me down but then now i'm like holy crap i want to be in the best shape of my life i want to make sure i give it everything i got so that desire on the other side keeps pulling me it's forcing my discipline most people have a very low desire to accomplish something very low you can tell you can tell just watch them right you tell people who have a desire you know why i like kids so much kids have large desire to do whatever they want how do you know sit down sit down sit down sit down stop 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 kids just be come here come here just kids just they showing up kids just their desire for attention and to learn and explore is higher than anything on the planet that's why you can never really get mad at kids when they be doing stuff because you be like Dang, <laughs> you respected almost. Cause kids are relentless. Yes, they are. They don't stop. So, so, so that's their thing. Motivation is the spark. Discipline is what you need when you don't have the desire. But when the desire kicks in, the discipline gets you there. So they all work together. They don't have to be enemies. Okay. Great question. Another good question. I told you the host. The host. She she got the question, bro. Yeah, because I'm very nosy, so I just be wanting to pick people's brains. Like, boop, 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 boop. That's, that's what you're doing. Look, you pick it. You pick it. All right, we got our last question. <laughs> last question right? for tonight. Yes. All right. Um, let me see. We already talked about that. We already talked about that. What are your dreams? We're going to end it on this note. What are your sure. dreams and aspirations for the future? So... This is really, this is really, really good one. So, uh, at first, whenever I was a young entrepreneur, it was just to be 
successful. Never put a definition on it, but the idea was to wake up, look in the mirror, and be proud. That was kind of the idea, right? So now I'm there, and it's like, okay, and I'm proud, but I'm still not satisfied, right? It's like, okay, so now it now it's to how do I every single day impact men? I love impacting everybody else, but a huge dream of mine is to have a very strong, very large organization of solid men, men who are focused, men who are on their purpose, men who are serious about what they want to do, men who are fit, men who, who know how to cast vision, men who read, men who want to improve and develop a growth mindset. And the whole purpose of that is because I want to see our communities get better. Here's the interesting thing, communities don't get better because of financial literacy. Mm. I can about credit, life insurance, investments, retirement plans, till the cows come home. Until we get men back in position, and men are doing really, really good, by the way. The highest income jump in the last 30 years has been black men. Very proud, very proud of what men have been doing. Most men do not have children. Most men are also not married. I love that. I love the fact that men are climbing. Men are climbing. But that's what creates families. Men who are strong protect their women. They protect their children. And they provide. Men who are weak abuse their women, abuse their children, and don't provide. So, uh, right now, it's big on where all the good men at. That's like a common theme. My question, like they're everywhere. Why aren't we, y'all, getting them? The strong men are everything that women pray for. I want to have all of us like that. Men move properly. That's like a huge focus of my mind. Well, to develop that type of organization, to develop those type of resources and stuff, free, you need, like, you need resources. You need to be able to do things. But that's really the main thing that's on my mind is I want to, I want to serve the kingdom of God until the day that I pass away. I want the way I live my life to be a reflection of Christ. I want people to be like, oh yeah, Kev, yeah, Kev, one of the most solid Christians I've ever met. Not because I was successful in business, but because they saw what I talked about, what I did, and how I modeled my life. And then I also want to make sure I impact uh, men that are coming behind because when the men get better free, here's what happens. When men, and men start moving properly and they're doing good, I'm proud of y'all, let's keep it up. So when the men start doing that, here's what happens. Families get stronger. Yeah. Our little girls, our little boys get stronger, our wives get stronger. From there, our homes, our neighborhoods get stronger. The neighborhoods make up communities, communities get stronger. Communities impact cities, then states, then the country. Men move the way we're supposed to move. Not taking anything away from my sister. Love y'all. Y'all are crushing it. Not taking anything away from our ladies. But men, that they, they really do move the country. And these type of men are the type of husbands that, that ladies want. I need me a provider, protector, masculine man. I need me a man that's going to show up. And pro- okay? Fair Period. enough. Fair enough. Period. I'm with I'm with it. I'm with it. So I can I love working with my brothers because we get to move, man. We get to encourage one another. And black men helping black men is how a lot of the mental health struggles. That's how they get yeah, right. A man might not go to his wife and go over his problems, but if he's got a strong brother that's leaning with him, that's working with him and running with him, he can be like, dude, listen, man, I'm tore up. It's like, bro, you tore up, I'm tore up too. Let's keep it going up. I got your back, you got mine, let's get it. See that 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 we don't have that as much. And I'm excited about making sure that happens. So hopefully that answer wasn't too long, but no, it was It's perfect. Well, y'all, 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 y'all. It this has been really real. 
like for real this has been very real and i really appreciate you kevin for coming in and literally like pouring your heart out and just showing the world what you talk about is like is very much needed your wisdom is very powerful you have like got a good head on your shoulder boy <laughs> praise well my grandmother she did well my parents they did all right so I really appreciate y'all for, I appreciate you guys for staying on and just being with your girl. Like y'all don't know, this really makes me feel special. It really does. And I'm so glad that, to have y'all here and be a part of it. And just, we gon' only way to go is up from here. So, y'all, it's about the end of the show now. I'm kind of sad. <laughs> y'all go get some rest get ready for the rest of this work week it's almost the weekend so y'all enjoy i'll be catching y'all sunday for another what's your story share your story segment so i hope to see you guys there in the meantime peace peace appreciate you having me it's been a pleasure Bree. uh much love to you i'm very proud of you keep on keep going keep pushing growing uh you got something special so keep it up, man. It's gonna be can't wait to watch you grow and explode. Can't wait to see your success of uh, what you have coming on. So fire it up, man. Can't wait. Thank you so much. That really means a lot. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Bye, y'all. All right, Bree. <laughs>